All right, ladies and gentlemen, hello, and welcome to an abbreviated Yak Sports podcast. I think this is going to work, so we're going to try to get just a sports-only block while I get my laptop worked on this weekend. And if that goes well, then, you know, I'll give a shout-out to the guy who fixed it. And uh, we'll be back to normal, hopefully, starting next week. Uh, again, apologies. <laughs> yeah, again, apologies to Mike Cerrone, uh, who came on to talk with us and really went in-depth with the Redskins draft. Uh I, I guess the one thing I do want to say that he talked about before we get going here, Leland, is he was talking about the Redskins possibly trading the number two pick and how much of a fan of that he is to assemble more draft picks, uh, which is interesting because a lot of the Redskins fans I know want to take Chase Young because he is such a great pass rusher. I mean, I think, just jumping into draft talk, I think I think Chase Young's the right pick, but I'm not a Redskins fan, so maybe that is not the right thing, but it, it does seem like the can't lose situation. Now, if a situation presents itself where you can add a bunch of draft picks and still get good players, so you're not dropping down terribly in the first round. I mean, I would consider that, but I guess that that situation has to present itself before. I think that's the best move for the Redskins. If they're going to draft somebody, I think they should draft chase Young, And so that's been my approach right there. Um, looking at my Steelers, I think they need, uh, some offensive help wide receivers, um, maybe do something at running back. And then you also got to look at quarterback because I, I don't think Mason Rudolph or the duck are the answers at quarterback for the future. And, and Roethlisberger is only going to be there so much longer. So I think QB, QB is something to look at, but only you're not, not trading up to the top 10 or something, but just seeing what value is where mm-hmm. and what you can do. And even if it is a second or third round pick, if you, if it's, if he's your guy, if you think you can make something of him, he can sit behind Ben a year, maybe two. See what you can get out of them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's let's talk about colleges now because Ravens are probably going to get a pass rusher um, or look for a pass rusher, but we're also looking at offensive line depth. So who knows? Um, you like the Steelers? Steelers and Ravens are similar. Like they just do solid drafts all the time, so you don't right. have to get that worked up about them. I think Redskins is worth the talk because they're crazy. It'll be interesting to see what they do as well. New yep. Ron Rivera and he's in charge and Bruce Allen's yep. not there. So it, it could potentially be better than years past, but we'll see. Um, looking at Virginia tech potentials, you got Dalton Keene somehow possibly going to be drafted. Hopefully. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I hope, I mean, I, I kind of hope he doesn't because I, it needs to be a message to these kids. Like, don't be dumb. I, I mean, I like Keen fine though, so I, I'm not rooting. I'm rooting for the best for him. No, I, I root against I bad mean, decisions. I hate to have two straight years where we don't have anybody draft. I, I root mean, against bad decisions. The kids shouldn't have gone pro. It's a bad decision. Um, I, agree. I agree with that. McLeese and Floyd, we agreed, no chance. I, it'd be a shocker if they did, because they need these are kind of guys, and we'll talk about more of them that needed pro days, that needed. Uh, the time between the normal time between combine and drafting to to show off their skills and try to move up into somebody's eyes, but it's not happen. It didn't happen. If it didn't happen for anybody, so I think people are going to go off some initial. I think initial rankings of these guys mean a lot, and those guys weren't projected to be drafted in January. So I don't know what changed. I do want to quickly talk about Ryan Willis and his article in uh, that you forwarded me. Uh, Times, from the yeah. Roanoke Times, where uh, the reason Hokie fans will be pleased to hear that the reason he just didn't do well this year was because he was hurt. 
apparently he was hurt when going into the Boston College game when he turned the ball over five times and cost us that game. Uh, but then the reason he was so bad in the Duke game was because he was hurt. Uh, and scouts knew all along that uh, he was hurt. And so they're not worried about it. I'm sure the more concerning thing for the scouts perspective is that he just has no talent. I think that's probably <laughs> the biggest bugaboo for him getting drafted is the fact that he sucks and he's not an actual quarterback. He's not a D one quarterback, let alone an NFL quarterback. See, um, that's what I wonder about, like how some of that was phrased, like how the, you know, the draft um, experts and, and uh, scouts were really looking at the year before and, and not counting this season in and it, cause this season didn't change their point of view. Well, like, yeah, it probably didn't change their point of view. You weren't like, going to get he drafted was ever. Undraftable. He's still undraftable. At <laughs> like, no point in Ryan Willis's life had an NFL scout watched him play and said that kid could get drafted. I guarantee there has never been an NFL scout watch a game that he has played and said that kid might get drafted. I'm willing to say that if an NFL scout watched him play peewee football at that point, they would have said, no, that kid will never play in the NFL. I'm going to bet the only way Ryan Willis ever gets drafted is if he creates himself in Madden 20 and goes into career mode. If they still have the thing where you get drafted in career mode because Madden changes and I don't buy Madden uh, because I hate it. But uh, yeah, I, I just think uh, you're always on the cover this year though, man. You gotta buy it. <laughs> I saw that. Well, he leaked that, which I'm sure EA sports was not too plus about, uh, but whatever makes EA sports mad brings me joy. So um, uh, but yeah, I, I just, uh, the whole, like, oh, I was hurt and that's why I didn't do well. And the writer for the Roanoke times, I thought was really with a very stupid take being like, well, luckily it didn't cost Virginia tech anything this year. Be like, yeah, just a trip to the ACC championship. That's all. Yeah. We win one of those two games that he screwed up for us. We're in the ACC championship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even though apparently we weren't ready to play someone like Duke, according to our head coach, um, yeah, uh, I still think if, if Ryan Willis doesn't play that game, we win. And I think if Ryan Willis doesn't play the Boston College game, we win. This is what's driving me crazy, though, is that they talk about the scouts knowing that he was hurt and all that. Well, our coaches knew he was hurt. I mean, apparently he didn't practice a couple days the week of the Duke game. Then why the heck are we still putting Ryan Willis out there? And from what Hooker obviously was, as soon as he came, comes into our lineup, he, we were a spark. We were so much better. There's no way the drop-off and practice was so huge that Ryan Willis not practicing was better than just putting hooker in there. So it just makes me question what the coaches were doing that much more. And I just don't know why we didn't have hooker in sooner. Hinden hooker, not practicing is better than Ryan Willis practicing. So there's no universe inverse. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're saying in that article, six round, a priority free agent. I, I, what? Like what? If they had, if the, if this NFL draft was the major league draft with hundreds of rounds of drafting, Willis still ain't getting drafted. He's, he's, he's not, not good. good. Yeah. That's the end all be all for Ryan Willis. He's not good. And I know people at Virginia tech love him to death. Uh, it's the same people that root for Sean Glennon. They just love terrible quarterbacks who aren't any good and get replaced by people who are way better behind them on the depth chart. And then it's like, wow, why did we ever think for two seconds that this guy was better? You remember Tyrod Taylor? Because that guy's in the NFL. He might actually get to start for the Chargers because the Chargers love Tyrod Taylor. (laughs) And he might actually get to start there, which I hope he does, because that's the Virginia Tech quarterback that has a future uh, right now. But it's the same people like Sean Glennon. When he started the beginning of that year, I was like, no, this guy's not good. 
And we, he cost us the East Carolina game that year because he's just bad. But you have these fans who are like, we well, want, we know we, him. And like, we, we he's a senior. Yeah, he's a senior. And I'm like, I don't care if he's a senior. I don't care if he's whatever. He's terrible. He's a senior, but he sucks. And we have a freshman behind him who's better. Light years better. Tyrod Taylor was better than Sean Glennon on day one of him showing up on campus. And Hendon Hooker was better than Ryan Willis the day he showed up on campus. Ryan Willis couldn't cut it at Kansas. He couldn't cut it at Virginia Tech. He's not going to make it on an NFL team. Uh, he's not going to get drafted. He's not going to get signed unless it's like as a sick joke that some NFL guy plays on him. Like, yeah, sure. Okay. You can be on our scout team for, and then they run one practice. He gets broken in half and then he's done. Um, so I don't know what Ryan Willis majored in when he was at Virginia tech. I hope he paid attention in class and has success outside of football because he's got no future in football unless it's coaching a high school team or something. Cause it's not going to be playing. He has no playing future. We won that at East Carolina game that year. That just just to clarify, we won it at home, seventeen to seven. I'm talking about the one where I went to Charlotte and we played on that neutral site game, and the punt got blocked, and we ended up losing. No, I was talking about the year that Sean Glennon started that first game, and then Tyrod came in the second game against LSU. Like that's that's what I was talking about. Oh, uh, that's a different year. I'm talking about the East Carolina yeah. year, and maybe Tyrod didn't well, end up Sean coming Glennon in that, had that year. Whole season then. Yeah, maybe Sean Glennon had that whole season, and we sucked the whole season because we didn't want to play Tyrod. Yeah. Um, I was more talking. Maybe that, that might have been Tyrod's redshirt year. That might have been Tyrod's redshirt year, and I didn't want him to redshirt. I just wanted him to play. Uh, but regardless, because I was going to say, my brother and I were there. I remember sweating to death, thinking the whole time we were winning, thinking it, as hot as it is and as miserable as this is, at least we're winning. Wasn't it Tyrod that in that game? Tyrod did not play in that game. Sean Glennon played in that game. So he was just subbing in for him because, I mean, Tyrod had played the year before. Sean Glennon was in that game. He started that game. He finished that game. I am huh. very confident in that because, again, we're, we're winning. We're not, we didn't play good, honest, but we're winning. I was at a wedding during that game, so my rec- I watched it on tape. I like I watched it on DVD. My brother and I are sitting there dying of dehydration, and after losing about ten pounds in the stadium in a unbearably hot game, and the whole time I'm like, "Well, at least we're winning." And then right at the end, East Carolina blocks a punt, recovers it in the end zone, and they win. Uh, although there were like thirty seconds or two minutes left or something in the game, and I just I looked at my brother. I was like, "We've lost. This game's over." And this woman next to me just looked. Is like we've still got a chance, and I was like, "Man, that's Sean Glennon going out there. He, we could have another quarter, and we're not getting this lead back." That cat is terrible at football. He's terrible. I hate him, and he sucks. Why did we? Why were we playing both those guys this year? The year before is when we brought Ty, like we burned Tyrod's red shirt against LSU. I, I'm I'm forgetting my hokey history there, but yeah, Sean because I'll tell you why. Because our fans are stupid. Our fans fall in love with these quarterbacks that have no talent. And put pressure on the coaching staff to be like, yeah, just keep playing him. We love him. He's such a great leader. And Sean Glennon, I remember that year, Sean Glennon, maybe it was because he put pressure on the coaching staff too, saying, if they don't play me, I'm going to transfer. The answer to that should have been cool. Deuces, yeah. I tell you what, if you want to transfer to UVA, be our guest. We would love for UVA to take you because yeah. we will absolutely boat race you we will embarrass you in front of your family god and everyone 
and we will disrespect you. We will. I was so thankful when his brother went to NC State. I didn't want to deal with him. Oh my gosh, I know. Yeah, and he sucked too. He sucked too, though. He wasn't any good. He was better than Sean. Oh, what an accomplishment! Yeah, I mean, dude. Apparently, uh, Mike Glennon was the best quarterback from that draft class. I interacted with somebody on Twitter today, and they had gone back and found the. the, uh, It was Josh Parcell from uh, Charlotte Radio that came through Virginia Tech. Sure, he said the top quarterback from each draft class going back and only two of them were like number one picks and and one of them was Jameis Winston and uh but then they like were doing you know it was the sixth quarterback taken or the fifth quarterback taken and that year Mike Glennon it was like 2013 Mm -hmm. and they're like it was like Geno Smith and uh that might be the list that was a bad list that was a bad quarterback class. class yeah but he was bad and I mean I just Honestly, if Sean Glennon wanted to transfer, I would have hel- I would have helped him transfer to an in-conference school if there was one dumb enough to take him. And then in the game, I would have disrespected him. I would have done the same to Ryan Willis, by the way. So it's not anything against personally against Sean Glennon. It's just because they suck at quarterback and they played for Virginia Tech, and I hate them because they I suck. I actually have a personal conflict story with Sean Glennon, but it's... it's I would take their jersey when we come out, the players, like, carry it out. And then they light it on fire right there at midfield in front of him. <laughs> like, just totally disrespect him and let him know, we don't like you. You suck. We are not appreciative of anything. <laughs> All these people. Ryan Willis is such a great leader. He's such a great leader. Our offense was inspired to not score points the entire time he played. It wasn't until we made a change that our offense figured out how to score. Weird. What a great leader. So it'll it'll be a shocker if that guy's even talked about this weekend, Saturday, much less any time. Uh, UVA, they have a couple guys that are hoping to get drafted. Bryce Hall, Joe Reed, uh, they have potential. They have other guys hoping to get signed. Jordan Mack is kind of where that line draws between those guys. Um, we don't have much to say on those guys. but Other than how is however, Bryce Perkins not going to get drafted if Ryan Willis has been exactly. sixth round? Or Ben DiNucci from JMU, skipping ahead a little bit, who's been mentioned as a possible yeah. person to be drafted maybe. Uh, or signed even Ben DiNucci and Ryan Willis both belong to never play football ever again in their lives. I don't want them to play football, even if it's like a joke semi-pro league. Don't ever let them play I football. Get, I don't get this media coverage for either one of them for Ryan Willis, the news article and for DiNucci. I mean, I saw it on TV three. I like our TV three guys. I, I'm not bashing them. They're, they're making a story. I just don't, I don't see what the point of highlighting these guys and their, their draft hope and they're and, and talking like they're going to get drafted because both of them are just going to like, it's going to be disappointing stories on Monday. Like neither one of them is that you're going to come back and be like, see, yeah, here they got drafted six. It's not going to happen. So I just don't get the point of doing that. I mean, JMU's got Rondell Carter defensive end. He's hoping to get drafted. He's really suffering because there was no pro days and all that. He probably won't get drafted, but Danucci like zero on. chance. We won despite him or we won JMU won despite him throughout the season. I was going to say, he's I mean, the reason really, we didn't win the national championship. There was other games that like it took mer- like it really it took big defensive stops late and given and given JMU the ball inside their own fifty to like be able to have a chance to uh, to win those games. So it, just, it's just I don't understand the dra- draft prop up, and I think it does a lot of these guys a disservice. It's the same thing with basketball though, and all these people like I want an NBA draft grade, so I'm going to go. I'm going to keep my eligibility, but I want an NBA draft grade. Like that kid from JMU that said he won an NBA draft grade. Let me help you. Uh, you will get drafted never. They could have 20 NBA drafts run consecutively with the same draft class, and you still wouldn't get drafted. You know why I know that? Because you're playing at JMU, which might be the worst team in the country. So don't even pretend like you're ever going to play basketball. JMU is not even really a D1 men's program. 
we wouldn't win the D2 men's basketball championship if we played in it. So the fact that he thinks he's going to go pro is laughable. JMU is a tire fire. Uh, the fact that he's a part of it is offensive, and he thinks he's going to ever get drafted. What they really should do, if he even has NBA 2K, and he tries to, like I said with Ryan Willis, trying to get drafted in Madden, if he tries to do the NBA 2K route of that, NBA 2K and the NBA itself should step in if he has a physical copy of the disc, break it. And if he has a digital copy of the game, you destroy his system in front of him and say, no, you will never play in the NBA. I don't want you to dream of playing in the NBA. I want you to do something better with your life. And just know that now you will NBA draft grade zero. Hopefully as soon as he said, I want an NBA draft grade, somebody from the NBA called and said, let me help you. I don't even know who the hell you are. And I'm not even going to waste time <laughs> looking you up because you play for James Madison. I don't, I don't get these guys. It seems like it, it happens a lot more lately. You know, two years ago when Marshall made their run in the tournament, all of a sudden, like half their roster declared for yeah. the draft, and then they all came back. I don't get why that's a new thing now, um, but it's what they got. So, uh, yeah, I imagine that guy will be back at JMU. I still imagine we'll see uh, um, Mac back at Georgetown, and uh, and we'll get that. Yeah, Mac. That's Mac's fun. another one. I like Mac. We talked about this last week. I think at it least was. Mac is better than this kid. Yeah, he's got a better chance of maybe getting drafted yeah. at some point, but it's not yeah, this year. Not right now. Your team didn't get in the tournament. Like, you're not good enough to go pro. You didn't dominate the Big East. You're not going pro this year. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't get it. Some positive draft news, basketball draft news, WNBA draft happened. That's Sabrina Ionescu from Oregon. She was number one to Liberty. She was the one that knew uh, Kobe Bryant so well and uh spoke so well at his memorial and all that. So that was Cool to see her drafted first. They had a nice memorial to Kobe and uh, or, and, and uh, really his daughter and the other uh, girls that played on the basketball team that passed away in the helicopter crash. So that was cool on WNBA draft. What I liked was Camille Smalls from JMU. She got drafted to the Indiana Fever. I was really excited about that. I immediately pulled up the picture we had from a couple weeks ago from the uh, finale at Convo. Uh, and we had a picture with my girls and Camille Smalls and um, we were talking, you know, here she is on TV getting drafted and here's you guys meeting her. Like it was cool to kind of draw that together. So I really like that. Um, you know, I, was, I, I don't know how many times I have pictures of me with people <laughs> that have been drafted, much less uh, my kids. So I thought that was really nice. Uh, what was cool for me was, um, you know, we, we have called Mac McClung games. Uh, he hasn't gotten drafted yet. And what I'm going to get to here is Megan Walker from Monacan, uh, who played in a state championship that I got to call at the Siegel Center one year. She got drafted ninth overall to the Liberty, so she'll be teaming up with Ionescu there. Uh, but it was really cool because when I stopped and thought about it, I was like, I think that might be the first time someone I've called a game for has been drafted professionally. Uh, oh, wow. So that was pretty cool. Um, and obviously, best of luck to her. But that was cool for me to be able to say that. So Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, I, I'm, I guess I'm nowhere close to that list right yet. And, but your next one will probably be my first one. So, all right. So <laughs> instead of having different blocks this week and our usual, let's get out of here with what made Joe mad and then what made Leland happy. So Joe, what made you mad this week and, uh, maybe extended week since, uh, we were a day late here. Uh, major league baseball has tried to kill my love for baseball many times during this quarantine. Uh, it, not playing is definitely hurting. Uh, but Rob Manfred and minor league baseball. Which that's not on Manfred, to be fair. That's not on him. Not playing. 
no, not playing's not on him. That's not his fault. Um, that's true. But what I'm about to say is, uh, <laughs> so Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball are apparently close to an agreement, even though Minor League Baseball today said that these reports are false and they're not talking about contraction and blah, blah, blah. But these are coming from people who are usually right. Yeah, these are coming. This is coming from like Jeff Passan, who's usually right. So it makes me think they're probably going to get forced to the table here on the contraction plan that was floated earlier for Major League Baseball that they want to get rid of 40 teams. Uh, so that's a great idea to kill the sport in a year where you're probably not going to have baseball. So that makes sense. Uh, let's get rid of teams where people can go watch the game affordably once it's able to come back. Uh, and I feel bad for those communities that have the teams that are going to get contracted because those teams last game has already been played. The original plan would have been they're playing this year and then following this year, they will be contracted. But since there is going to be no baseball this year, that's it. The Frederick keys, you've probably seen your last Frederick keys game. Uh, and that's sad. Uh, and then today they released the Red Sox punishment, which had been touted as we're going to be serious. Uh, it was worse. Strong word. It was worse in my opinion than the Astros punishment. I don't get it. I don't get it. We're basically saying to all the other 28 major league baseball teams, go ahead and cheat. Nothing bad is going to happen to you. We'll, we'll take a second round draft pick. You'll, your manager will be gone for a year and maybe your GM. You know what I would do if I was the Astros now? Who cares about the bad PR, right? You live in bad PR. Just embrace it. Hire hire them back next year. Who cares? Hire them back next year and do it again. And be like, I don't, we don't even care. Major League yeah. Baseball doesn't care. We don't care. The Boston They're Red Sox are going to hire Alex Cora after this suspension of a year. So uh, who cares? None of this matters. Oh, Alex Cora also was punished for what he did with the Astros, not the Red Sox. They were very clear. So I'm supposed to believe that Alex Cora who participated in this with the Astros, went to the Red Sox and didn't participate in this. And the only person doing it was the video replay of official with the Red Sox. He did it all by himself. He had the idea. He ran it all by himself and nobody else knew about it. Players didn't know about it. Uh, the front office didn't know about it. The manager didn't know about it. Um, I guess Major League Baseball thinks I'm really, really dumb. And unfortunately, I'm not for them because this is the kind of stuff that aggravates me. So at this point, just get rid of the video replay sign stealing rules. Just get rid of them because obviously it doesn't matter. I hope the Orioles start doing it because obviously it doesn't matter. And if the Red Sox and Astros are going to do it, they're way better than we are. So we might as well do it. And we might, find, we might as well find other ways to cheat because obviously we don't care. Obviously, Major League Baseball doesn't care about the rules. They're just going to slap you on the wrist, say, hey, second round pick gone. OK, cool. The, the MLB draft is a crapshoot anyway. Usually your first round pick is hit or miss and there's no slam dunks in that. So why do I care if a second round pick is gone? Uh, None of this matters. This is so stupid. I thought Rob Manfred touting this as, oh, we're these, this is going to be severe because this is the second time they've had, they've done something like this. Cool. You're an idiot. You're a bozo. And the fact that you're not willing to punish these people shows that the owners have way too much control over him and the players union has way too much control over him and he is the least effective commissioner in all of sports so following the what made joe rant that you said everything right i mean i, I, so I have nothing to argue nothing to add on to that i i agree 
I just pretty much agree with everything you said. What made me happy is the announcement today also is the Tiger and Phil pay-per-view special that happened the other year and ended up being a big mess. They're, they were scheduled to get it back going, and then it got delayed because of coronavirus. Well, they have it on the schedule again, and they're working it out for May, and they're making sure they're going to be safe and everything. So nothing really negative to say because they kind of handled all the PR aspect of that. So I'm glad it's happening again. I am glad it's happening again. Fine. But they've also added Tom Brady and Peyton Manning to the mix and make it a two-on-two. And I like Peyton Manning. When, and I'm not that I'm big on Tom Brady, but the Peyton's places when those two guys were hitting uh, tee shots out at Nance's place and they're kind of talking trash back and forth to each other, I liked it. So putting them with this Tiger and Phil situation, honestly, I don't know if I would have just watched the Tiger and Phil because I didn't last time because it ended up being free. It ended up not being a pay-per-view. I still didn't watch it and I didn't go back and watch it. But add those guys in. I'm sure there'll be mics. I'm going to be tuning in and it's on TNT. It's in May. I'm not exactly sure when yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Made me happy. Uh, and plus it's going to be new sports happening. So I'm, I'm excited, but I like golf. I know you don't, you don't have to argue with me. It made me happy. I'm happy about it. I don't like golf. I don't like Peyton Manning. I don't like Tom Brady. I don't like cons. Yeah, I like Peyton. This is a con. I, who cares if Tom who's, Brady? How's it a con? How's it a con? Who's lying? Who's? It's a con because it's dumb. What happened last time they Good, played golf? It. it was a lot of dead time. It was a lot of dead time. Neither one of them talked trash to each other. So stupid. Um. And then I I get two non golfers added to the mix. Sweet. So excited for this. This is going to be horrible. It's going to be dumb. Like four times a year. It's not like an unheard of situation. Yeah they. They do pay-per-views for those? They're not doing pay-per-view for this. It's on TNT. It should be on Zero TV. I speak words. You should listen. I don't because it's golf. It, golf shouldn't be on TV, period. Stop arguing golf is offensive. Golf I is offensive. Up, Shut up, fine. Tiger versus Phil. It's because I was right, and you know it. Tiger versus Phil is going to be lame. I would. This goes in the category of NBA horse. Never would I ever watch it. Even if that was the only sporting event that was going to happen for the rest of eternity, I wouldn't watch it. I would just say, where's my $85 million then, and not watch it. All right. Well, Joe's uh, took my what tried to leave us on a happy note and turned it negative again, but uh, there we go. That's the usual. So still, thanks for uh, Mike Cerrone from DC Crossover on joining us. Even though we didn't able to play the interview, we had unusable audio. Uh, we appreciate it on and hopefully a week and and just back up on uh, Tuesday night like normal with the full episode uh we'll be watching the draft this weekend we also have some uh, additional uh Twitter questions going out this week just trying to interact with everybody here uh since we're kind of off our game on the regular pod so make sure you're interacting with us on at yak sports uh pod on Twitter or at yak sports pod at Facebook or email us at yak sports pod at gmail.com. We're still looking for brackets for the weeks to come, so hook us up if you have one, and we'll be talking to you next week. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.